0: Well, one of the things that we want to do as we're working through a city church-wide reading plan is have about a monthly recap video where we kind of work through what we've been reading, really for people that have been reading, just to make sure we're concentrating on the major themes, and for people that haven't been maybe tracking every day or just getting started, just a, an easy way to catch up in, in the reading plan. So, of course, I have Dean with me today, and Dean, I'd just love to hear from you first. Like, what do, what do you hope to see in our church yeah. going through this reading plan through this year?
1: Yeah, we're taking discipleship really seriously here. and We think discipleship begins really kind of in two places, the local church in the context of being in God's Word. You know, we think that faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God, like newborn babies crave the pure spiritual milk of the Word, so by it you may grow in your salvation. So these are all efforts to help us become more like Christ and be more equipped for his mission. Uh, So what I hope to see and what I'm excited about for our church so far is that people actually read their Bibles. You know, Sal Nuzo has been tweeting kind of his updates, and he said he read his Bible, I think, seven days in a row, and that was the first time he's done it in his life. Based on the reading plan, and now he's at he was at twenty one days last week. How incredible is that? You know, like yeah. like people act people actually reading their Bibles. So uh, it's amazing how many Christians believe God's word but don't actually read it. You know that they might know a few verses that go on a coffee mug, but they're never actually in their Bibles. We just want to give people a chance to be in them, and, and as a church, to help them have the tools and the guides uh, to be able to do that together.
0: Yeah, I think it's great. One of the things that's been encouraging for me is just the hallway conversations that people ask, hey, what what are you reading in Genesis this week? What what did you think of Genesis 9 or the flood? And what what did you make of Ezra and Nehemiah? So just hearing those conversations has been really encouraging. Well, follow up to that, Dean. A lot of people read the Bible differently. I mean, of course, this year we're focused on doing one reading plan together as a church. But just wondering your thoughts on why is it important to have a plan of reading the Bible? Not just this year, but generally.
1: I think you're more likely to do it If you have a guide and a plan, I'm a pretty simple guy, and I just think that's reality uh, for my own life. Like if I'm just going to like just kind of spot read the Bible, it's easy to forget it. Uh, You know, it's easy to really just kind of read it just to read it, you know, than actually have a process. Uh, So our plan, the plan we use actually has a purpose behind it, too, in terms of a good way of telling the whole story of the scriptures. Uh, but I think it's important to have a plan because we have a plan for so many other areas of life. Like you might have a weight loss plan. You might have an eating plan, uh, some kind of you know financial plan. Why wouldn't you have you know a spiritual plan for how you're going to read the scriptures? So I think it's just helpful to be able to do that.
0: Yeah, excellent. And you mentioned that the plan that we're using helps us move through the Bible. So you have four kind of four readings every day, and that's the Robert Murray McShane plan. It's been around mm-hmm. for a while. What are some of the pros and cons of this plan?
1: Yeah, well, I also have one more thing to the previous question. It allows us as a church to all be reading the same thing. The plan which i think is just great you know yeah. for small you said hallway discussion small group discussion uh, i'll get texts about the n- names being hard to read and you know things Definitely. like that i think it's just great as, as opposed to all just reading independently different things all just reading the same stuff i think it's just great for a church mcshay plan i think what makes it great is one it's been trusted for a very long time You know, we're not reinventing the wheel here people have been using that reading plan for a very long time christians have it also lets us cover a lot of scripture so you're getting your old testament you're getting some new testament i mean you're getting uh, so and also allows us to read through the Bible twice. is that? Right, or, or Old col- Testament once, Old New, New Testament, Testament and Psalms twice. twice. That's what it is. Okay, which is awesome. Like what? Yeah. What? A, what a great plan. Uh, so I think some of the the difficulties is just again, I'm a simple guy, just a regular dude. It's a lot of reading. <laughs> it can just be tough, you know. And sometimes you're kind of in, you feel like you're in no man's land. I call it flyover country. Usually the parts you skip in the Bible where you read through all these names and all these cities and all these places, which are actually significant and important. Uh, but you had to really kind of sometimes just kind of grit, have some grit, you know, just kind of get through it and don't feel bad about that. Like there are times the reading plan we just kind of work through it and go okay i just got to get this done today in a good way like there is okay to have some discipline and some rigor uh to toward reading the scriptures but at the same time you know that like some easier reading is going to come too because you're going to get some of the gospels you're going to get some of you know we're going as we keep get going more we'll get into paul's letters and, and things such as that but also it helps us realize things i never actually read before i'm actually a chance to read it like for you're going to actually get a chance to read the entire bible like how awesome is that so, I think the benefits of it are one, it's trusted. It's been used by Christians for a long time. Uh, it allows us to read a lot of scripture. And the hard part is, it's just a lot of reading, man. It just is, you know. But yeah. what an awesome way to spend our time.
0: Right, right. And one of the risks is certainly people can get behind. So, yeah. I know you, you've mentioned this often on Sundays, but just if somebody does get behind, what's, what's your recommendation yeah, for them? I'm behind,
1: you know, and just jump back in, you know. So. Yeah. Um, I, I've been listening. I've never, I'm trying to do something different this year. I've never just listened to the Bible. I've always just read it, and it's scripture, scripture. If it's read or if it's heard, you know, like, I, I don't think there's a as long as it's scripture, you know. So I'm still opening my Bible and reading my Bible during the week for other if for other things. But in terms of the plan, uh, I'm listening to it on the Dwell app. Uh, so that's that's been really helpful for me. And there's times where I, I just I, I, I'll just randomly miss a day because I forgot or I just was just lazy or didn't prioritize or whatever it might have been or just had a crazy day and didn't get like i do a lot of my listening in the car i didn't get a chance to drive around very much right and wake up as early as i should have or whatever it might have been that's why i try to do is i just jump right back in the next day you know and if you get even further behind don't quit because of that like just jump in just jump in like if, if you're if you read all excited as a new year's resolution the first four days and haven't read since i'm guessing that's a decent amount of people jump in right now just jump back in the plan you know just keep going through the scriptures is my recommendation. Yeah, don't excellent. quit. Jump back. You don't got to start over. Just jump in.
0: Yeah, yeah. and that's one of the reasons we're doing these recordings is to help yeah. people catch up if they've. they've yeah, missed and it we have the good. guides on Sunday mornings, which sure. are very that's helpful. Right. You can get the Connect Desk. Yeah, yeah, they're online too. Yeah. yeah. And and in view of that, there's three questions that we have in the guides, and it, it pretty much as baseline is the, this: What does God reveal about Himself in these passages? What are what's a few things you can thank Him for based on what He's revealed about Himself? And then how does God's revelation of Himself to us uh, affect our lives? So great. Great. just to help people catch up with the reading, I kind of want to take when when this airs, it'll we'll have read most of Genesis, not all of Genesis. Uh, Ezra Nehemiah will be working through Esther. Matthew and Acts will be done. So I'd just love to hear your thoughts on each one of those. We'll kind of yeah. go, go Genesis, Ezra, Nehemiah, Matthew, Acts. Just what what does God reveal about himself yeah. in, in the book of Genesis? I know you just preached it.
1: So. Yeah, I mean, I think his holiness out of the gate, you know, and his, that there is a consequence for sin, you know, because God is holy. Also, his love for his people, his His patience, uh, his promise-making. We've seen throughout Genesis. I did that the first week preaching of the overview sermon of the Bible, uh, just God's promises are just all over. And then his desire to remind people over and over again. I mean, how many times does he appear and say, I am you know, the God who made a promise to your father Abraham. I am the God. It's just, and then we get to Exodus later. Uh, we see, uh, I know we're not there yet in the reading plan, but like we see, I'm the God who led you out of Egypt. You see that over and over again. God wants us to be reminded of his greatness and his promise. Uh, you know, something that stuck out to me about God in, um, in Ezra and Nehemiah is that he's a jealous God. You know, and I mean, how often is it you will not, you know, mar- you will not mingle with with other tribes and you know, people in the past who try to make that about interracial relationships. It's not about that at all. Mm-hmm. It's about the religion of those tribes. You know, it's about those are not God's people. You know, those are right. pagan religions. Uh, just the, the jealousy of God in that. And also again the patience once again, where he continues to, he, here they are, You're he he's given an opportunity to rebuild the city and to return and just, just this, this grace after grace after grace for his people. Then we see you know, the life of Christ, you know, and we see the church forming in Acts. And what it tells us is, but all those things fit together because it all goes back to the beginning in Genesis when God's told us that he has a plan to redeem people for himself. And so when we read Genesis, we to realize as we're, we're spiritual descendants of Abraham, so their story's our story. You know, the people building the wall in Nehemiah, like their, their story's our story. You know, so I think that we have to, have to remember that because we're spiritual descendants of those folks. So, so th- those are our people. You know, those are our kinfolk. <laughs> you know, like spiritually uh, spiritually stating that. So I think that we see that about God. This plan to do that throughout, and and, and then um, what's the next one?
0: <laughs> yeah. So the next one was like, how, what can we praise God for? Yeah, and that, there's, yeah. there's a lot there. Yeah,
1: I'll, I kind of combine the two. Yeah, yeah, that that right. Yeah, I, I think we praise God for who He is and for what He continues to do. Like He is the great promise keeper. He has an elect people, and yeah. He is He is he's doing he's continuing to work on their behalf even in their sin even in their unrighteousness even in their idol worship yes he strongly rebukes them for that and there's big consequences for her. we see people die because of it you know but god still has his remnant people and he's working out uh, for their good you know and for his glory and for their salvation yeah yeah so and then um what does it say about our lives how does right? it affect our yeah, lives yeah, how, how does yeah. it affect our lives what a great question to ask uh, if if we can't read those things then go okay i can trust god then we got to read it again. <laughs> I mean, like, if anything, it, it, I, I get in this world we're in, there can be so many things in your life and circumstances-wise that can cause you to have mistrust issues of God. A lot of times it's because we maybe are ascribing a promise to God that he didn't actually make, or we're just hurt. You know, we're just hurting. Yeah. I, I think reading these t- these pa- the storyline of the Bible and mixing in all this scripture that really does fit together reminds us that well, everything is changing. God actually never does, and God really is the promise keeper. And that sounds cliche. It might sound like preacher talk. It might sound like a broken record. But that's the theme. I am the Lord, your God, who has done this for you, who has kept this promise. And we ultimately see that in Christ. So what we've read so far, I mean, there's a lot of instruction in Matthew, you know, from Jesus. We see the Sermon on the Mount. We see things such as that. Uh, But ultimately, it all goes back to this is God working out his plan for his people. And now Jesus, in the same way, you see really when you get a little further past Genesis, after the Exodus in the wilderness, we see God preparing his people to go into the land right. here in the new Testament. We see Jesus preparing his people to go on mm-hmm. mission mm-hmm. and then acts becomes the fulfillment of that to carry out, you know, the great commission and to carry out the spirit of the church throughout the world. Right. So you see God preparing. So we're being prepared is one of the things we can do for our lives. It's like being prepared by God for these things.
0: Yeah. Excellent. And I think you said it, but just one, one final thought. I think we see through all of these things through the first four read, the four chapters of readings that we're doing from Genesis, Ezra, Nehemiah, Matthew and Acts. You see God moving history by his word. Definitely. Right. That you see you see it starts with his word, with him speaking the world into existence. You see Ezra and Nehemiah that reading God's law, responding to God's law with Mm -hmm. expectation. Of what's ulti- Who's ultimately going to come to Israel to Jerusalem? And uh, that is Jesus. And it's just
1: incredible. The reading of the law you see in this and the am and just the people how they respond That's and everybody right. stood. You know, yeah. it's just some really. Some that his really word neat is stuff.
0: active and moves, smooth history to the establishment of the church. So, Dean, thanks, thanks for this. Yeah, thanks for let's the recap. Keep going. Keep yeah, reading. I, I know. I hope this helps to push uh, us forward and continue to to read God's word with much expectation. And we'll look to do another one of these uh, towards the end of February, just to recap again some of the major yeah. themes that we're working through together for to see see God's work in the scriptures and in us.
1: Shout out to Rosie who reads me the Bible every day in her British accent. So I uh, appreciate her very much. So Rosie wherever you are, thank you. And uh, let's keep rolling.
0: All right. Thanks a lot. <music>